0: Hello, and we are back with yet another episode of the Kickback Pod. Is this episode episode seven? I think this is seven.
1: Episode seven, like David Beckham.
0: All right, right. Of course, man, you legend. How do they uh-huh. do in the Champions League? By the way, uh,
1: what United this season? Yeah. Uh, they crashed out in the group stages. Oh, okay, but man. they're but That's... they're they're in the they're basically in the finals of the uh, Europa League because they beat Roma six two last Thursday. Uh, in the the semifinals so uh basically they're gonna win the whole thing
0: yeah of course in case you guys don't already know uh fabian here is like a lifelong uh man united supporter Mm -hmm. so don't don't uh don't ever talk smack about united around him
1: well actually uh it's funny because i i I just interviewed sadio Mane from uh, liverpool last week no way Yeah. And, um, you know, as a United fan, I was like, fuck, like, I can't, I can't interview a Liverpool player, but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, he was, he was a really, really nice guy and, um, like super, super relaxed. We did it over zoom, obviously, because he's in a bubble and I'm in Germany, but, um, yeah, it was, it's just like, it's, it's always cool to interview like athletes and, and, and and, like, I guess, celebrities that are kind of down to earth and, and, and not like shitty, you know? And he was, he was definitely down to earth and really cool.
0: So oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool to hear. We should, we should actually like maybe on another pod talk about the whole super league thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that would be like, that, a, that was long. That, that long pod, would take but, the whole pod, man. <laughs>
1: it would be like a three hour long podcast, but yeah, maybe we'll, be, we'll, we'll get some new like football followers because of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, guys, welcome back. Uh, thank you for listening once again. Uh, so as usual, of course, we're going to go through our latest, uh, pickups and, uh, this time we're also going to do something a little different. We're going to be starting a new series here on the pod, uh, and we're going to call it, uh, I guess we're going to call it the classics or do we have a better name for it?
1: Honestly, I I haven't really thought about it, but like, uh, maybe like what makes a classic, you know,
0: what makes a classic. Okay. Okay. Well, let's just say for now, the name of the segment is (laughs) undecided. But, working title. <laughs> working title, but basically in this, um, actually, you want know, Fabian? You want to maybe tell the listeners what this is going to be about?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, as you probably know from uh, either listening to the podcast or following Josh on Instagram, he picked up a pair of Forum lows a few weeks ago, or maybe like a month ago, and he was really, really surprised by you know how much he liked them and the quality, um, and that kind of inspired us uh, to. Go through all of the classic silhouettes at uh, most of the major sportswear brands and kind of talk a little bit of history, talk a little bit about why they were relevant, why they're still relevant, what makes them cool. Um, And to kick it off, obviously, you know, Josh got the forums, we're gonna focus on Adidas this episode, Um, Josh will be talking about the forum, I will be talking a little bit about the Stan Smith, um, also another iconic sneaker. Uh, yeah, and then in following episodes, I think the next maybe two, three, four episodes will be uh, bait, like will be around different brands. So that'll be Nike, you know, Reebok, Asics. And you know, if you guys have any suggestions as to what brands we should cover, what shoes we should cover for these big sportswear brands, obviously hit us up on Instagram or uh, on YouTube, or you know, just jump into our DMs wherever you can find us.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like Fabian said, we're going to start off the first episode of this classic series by talking about the, uh, the shoe that kind of inspired the series, which is the forum. And then we'll also talk about, I believe the superstars and, uh, yeah. And for in future episodes, of course, we're going to be talking about other lots of the most popular models out there because a lot of you guys are kind of new to the sneaker scene. So this is, uh, kind of giving you a bit of the, uh, the history, the, uh, what these silhouettes represent to the culture and basically like the entire story of how they came into existence. So um, so yeah, excited for that. Uh, but first, as usual, let's talk about uh, latest pickups. Fabian, do you have a pickup?
1: I have two, actually, which I know is very, very rare for me because I usually have random stories about almost picking something up. Um, so on a theme, I actually have a pair of brand new Stan, Stan Smiths, which um, oh. I believe these are part of the new adidas like sustainability line um so these are made with prime green which is recycled materials and it's part of you know adidas's plan to like end or try to end plastic waste obviously um you know and that'll be impossible for any one brand but yeah it's basically the white and green classic stan smith uh in you know more sustainable materials obviously all new product is not sustainable but it's slightly more sustainable than, you know, completely unsustainable products. So that's one pickup. Uh, and then because we are doing Adidas, uh, it had to be another Adidas shoe and I got a pair of the Y three 4d runners. Um, very nice. Right. If you know me, you know, that I love 4d, like it's my favorite, um, cushioning just because it looks so crazy. And I, I know it looks kind of shitty on some shoes, but it looks really good on the shoes that it looks good on. And I think this 40 runner is one of them. It's got this really cool kind of like mesh upper with like leather paneling, um, all black with, you know, Yoji Yamamoto signature on the side. Um, overall, very, very solid shoe. It's also, it's heavy. It weighs a ton. So I'm one like, you know, I'm I'm excited to wear these on foot and and walk around in them and see how it feels. But overall, super happy with this pickup.
0: Yeah, man, you are—you are definitely Mr. Mr. Adidas for sure, uh, Mr. 4D, sure.
1: Mr. 4D, yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice what about you? Ups, What'd you, man? Get?
0: Nice pickups. Uh, actually, today, since it is May the fourth, uh, I, I noticed there was a, a Adidas Superstar Yoda that dropped today Ooh, to commemorate uh, Star Wars oh no i didn't get that one actually i'm, I'm i was just, since you were talking about oh, uh, I, thought, I, th-
1: I thought i thought you got it no yeah that I was one's also a really cool it. one yeah i was yeah, thinking yeah, of getting sounds... it
0: for my girlfriend like she is like obsessed with yoda like by far her favorite disney character ever
1: yoda or or baby yoda
0: which not disney she... why did i say disney i meant like lucas well i guess it is disney right well
1: disney owns it yeah disney so owns it right right disney. right yeah but does she like yoda or baby yoda
0: no she's a fan of like the old yoda
1: okay okay yeah she likes
0: the og the og OG yoda yeah yeah although i will say i've been watching the mandalorian lately and uh i finished season one and man this show is so good it's good right? so good like every episode is like a movie pretty much like it's yeah yeah.
1: and it's so high production like oh yeah it's insane like it's really well done
0: oh yeah if you're a star wars fan like you will love this show oh but anyways we're getting sidetracked Um, I, I also picked up two shoes. Uh, the first of which was, I uh, don't have it in my hands right now, but the uh, Emilion Door uh, 550s, mm-hmm. uh, the second release. So, Very the nice. colorway I picked up was the, uh, the, the one that was exclusive to Emilion Door, which was a green and yellow upper. And I did, I did a review on YouTube already. Um, and yeah, just a big fan of the silhouette, man. It just looks so good with anything. And I have yet to see one person say that they don't like the 550 silhouette. Actually, like it's a very so oh, I, I talked to
1: someone, I talked to someone, and they like the way it looks, but they say that it's a very uncomfortable shoe.
0: I, I agree with it being uncomfortable. I don't know about very uncomfortable, but it is uncomfortable. And, okay. and and is size, it just really
1: stiff or like yeah what it's, it, it's, it is very
0: stiff and like for me it's a sizing issue like um if, if, if i go with my true size uh it kind of i get a little bit of heel slippage at the back but the front of the shoe fits fine but like the back of the shoe is like kind of loose so okay it's it's just like a it's a it's si- it fits weird so yeah but but i mean like as far as looks go it's a like it's it looks so nice like any colorway on
1: this silhouette it fits weird, but it looks nice. I was about to say, like, it's exactly it's definitely a looker. Yeah,
0: and the Amy Dor ones, like, they they kind of brought all the hype back to the silhouette. And then the second round of colorways, just as fire as the first, if not even more fire. And uh second uh, shoe I picked up, I haven't even unboxed it. Like literally, oh. it's been sitting on my table. I have, I literally have not opened this box. So I don't even know what like, it,
1: like what 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 is that? It's a, it's a, okay. So for any, anyone not watching us, which is it's everyone, a, it's an orange box ah is this sakai's oh
0: man good guess man good guess
1: but the the purple ones or the no it's actually
0: (laughs) it is the uh the brown ones Uh, ah better colorway for sure this colorway is better right yeah 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 i think it's almost
1: i would say probably the best colorway of the ones ever released so far what
0: no man i would say Actually, wait, I, I don't know. This is the first time I'm seeing a person. <laughs> so it's um, actually the materials are different.
1: Yeah. It's so, like a nylon upper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. realize
0: that it's nylon. It's not a, uh, it's not mesh. Yeah. So, so from a quality point of view, it's already better because like the mesh, you know, it could rip, I guess. Yeah. But no, um, nylon
1: is definitely a lot more durable. And, and my buddy who picked up these, he has the black ones. Shout out Paul. If you're listening to this, I hope you are. Um, and he, he says that these ones and the black ones for him are, are the two of the best colorways so far. And that they come I with rope agree. laces as well. They come with rope laces, which is pretty cool.
0: They do? They... Oh, yeah, they do. You're right. Yeah, ah, <laughs> that's interesting. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like the black ones the best. I, I own those personally, and, and those are just so fire. But overall, though, this silhouette, the Vapor Waffle, I personally preferred way more than the original Sakai's. Like the
1: it's, the LD waffle.
0: The LD waffles. Yeah. Like I, to me, like these look crazier. These look, in my opinion, like like just doper overall. And and also uh, it's more comfy because it has a bit of zoom in the in the in the heels. So okay. It's a lot more comfier to wear. So for, for me, these are better than the OGs. I know a lot of people don't really agree, but I, I like this collab a lot more.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I know that they're more I've heard that they're more comfortable, but for me, they just they're too massive. But I think if you're, if you're tall, which you are, obviously, then it works because it kind of the, the proportions of your body kind of match it. But for someone like me who, uh, you know, I'm like medium height, I would say, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think it would just look like I'm wearing two massive bricks on my feet, you know? So I like, I, I can appreciate them, but I, they're not for me.
0: It's, it's kind of like Nike's version of a Balenciaga triple S kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Though it does look very, very big on feet, Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of that shoe. So those are my two pickups there. So pretty good pickups actually this time around. Um, Yeah. So those are those are all the pickups. So let's why don't we just get into the main topic of today? So the, the we're talking classics, guys so you want to start off with the with the superstars or should i start off with the, the forms st-
1: uh stan smith but um oh right let's, the stan smiths let's My bad. let's go with the let's go with the form because that's the shoe that kind of inspired this whole thing and then uh just yeah lay lay your knowledge on me like let me let me learn something
0: yeah so actually this was a good exercise for me too because like i didn't know a lot myself about the form so did had went and did a bit of research on the shoe. So I, so the reason uh, why I wanted to talk about the forums is because uh, if you haven't noticed already, the forums right now are pretty popular. They're pretty hot. Like I know a shoe is popular when I see the Instagram account uh, Hidden New York, which you might, which you might know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see that shoe being retweeted so many times on Hidden New York, like to me that tells me okay, like this shoe is starting to get like some kind of cultural status now. And uh, it's it, you can see why like a lot of colorways just look super fire, um, and and uh, yeah, I've been really kind of into the shoe like the vintage vibe of the shoe, the, the the quality also really good. So I wanted to just kind of look at the whole history of the shoe, and because I know that people who are into Adidas, they've they've been on this wave for a while now, and we're all just kind of late to it. So. Um, Basically, the Adidas Forum, um, it started, it it was released in 84, you know, they are called the Forum 84s. Uh, So taking it back to like the early 80s. So this was the era when Nike actually just launched the Air Force One around that time. And that was like the most popular shoe on the market pretty much at that time. And also there was another Nike shoe, the Nike Legend, which was uh, the two most popular shoes that were selling the most in the early 80s. And Adidas, of course, was trying to compete with Nike, and what they their strategy basically was, you know, what we're gonna try to become the premium brand, you know. So they started uh, releasing models uh, in the early, in the late seventies and the early eighties that were a bit more higher in price. One of them was the, the top ten, mm-hmm. uh, which would one, yeah, yeah the, but, and that's so it kind of does look similar to the forum highs, um, and then in nineteen eighty four. Uh, a French designer by the name of Jacques Chasson. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm butchering this, this uh, pronunciation. But apparently he's a legendary designer over at Adidas. And he was tasked with making the forums and he is the designer of the forums. So um, 1984 is when we saw the release of this shoe. And it got a lot of attention for basically three reasons when the shoe first came out. So the first of which was uh, the first two reasons are both visual reasons. So the first, the the first is there's an X on the side of the shoe, on the lateral side of the shoe. You can see like an X mark with with, the two leather straps. And basically what this X kind of represented was this designer Jacques uh, Chasson, he identified that point specifically where the X meets. That's apparently the weak spot of the ankle. So he he wanted to design the shoe specifically for performance. It was meant for basketball players. So this was, this was at least this is what they were kind of selling it, you know, like as, you know, like, okay, like we've got the weak spot of the ankle um, and, and uh, that's what the X is for. But, but a lot of people just liked how it looked visually. um, And so that's, so that's what kind of gave the shoe a lot of attention. It looked very different than other shoes that were around at the time. Uh, and the second uh, visual aspect of the shoe was the, on the, medial side of the shoe you can see a little bit of webbing uh which is kind of exposed right in the middle of the shoe and that webbing is actually called uh dillinger web it's uh it was uh i forget the name of the guy but apparently uh it, Dillinger, was the, right? yeah yeah dillinger he i think it was john dillinger or oh, hold on hold on i have it right here he was the he was the coach of actually the oregon ducks like the uh the college the university team? team, yeah. The university team, right? Oh, um, and I have it right here. What's the name? Bill Dillinger. All right. I just wanted to get that name right, guys. Sorry for the delay there. But Bill Dillinger, he was the coach of the Oregon Ducks track and field team. And he had a big part to play also in the design of this shoe um, because that web that you see on the form is actually called Dillinger Web. It was a technology that Dillinger built. And uh, the, the whole purpose of this, this web is that it absorbs 10% of the shock of the shoe. At least that's what it's supposed to do. And uh, instead of the shock basically going into the foot, it basically disperses outside into this webbing. So it kind of absorbs the shock more like for performance athletes. So this was, this was kind of like the big like, revolutionary technology about this shoe, which was, which was being marketed. So, yeah. And then the third and the most actual, like, notable thing about the shoe, and, and the thing that people remember the most about the shoe was that they retailed for $100. So, at the time in 1984, there was no other shoe that retailed for $100. In fact, at the time, uh, the Adidas Forum was the most expensive basketball shoe ever to release. Mm-hmm. So it was a hundred dollars, and at the time, Nike sneakers were all going for around sixty dollars, sixty five dollars. So this was the first ever hundred dollars shoe, and and back in nineteen eighty four, that was a really big deal to pay a hundred dollars for a pair yeah. of shoes.
1: It's like a status symbol, like you know, like exactly. back then, yeah.
0: Back then, it was a huge, huge status symbol. Like uh, like nowadays, if someone came out with a shoe that's like three hundred dollars, like it's not that big a deal. Like if people always, you know, like kind of expecting prices to go up, but. Back then to see triple digits on a shoe, it was a huge deal. So that's kind of what people remember the most about the Adidas form. It was the most expensive basketball shoe ever made. Uh, One of the first famous people to actually wear them was in fact, Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan, before he signed his Nike deal, he was trying out for the uh, Olympics, uh, the men's basketball team. And uh, he actually tried out in a pair of Adidas forms. And there's many pictures of him actually wearing these shoes. And I, I don't know if you guys have read the whole background about, about Michael Jordan, but he coming out of college, he was determined to sign with Adidas. He yeah, did he not want to sign with Nike. Nike was yeah. actually like his third option. So like because at the time Adidas was like the, the, the number one shoe brand at least in basketball, so um so yeah like i know now it's like so difficult to even think of of mike in a pair of in, a, in, in the three stripes but yeah back then he really wanted to be a part of adidas um yeah so 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 the shoe kind of became like a status symbol like you already mentioned because everyone kind of wanted to wear you know like i, I own a hundred dollar pair of shoes it's definitely a status symbol so it's it, it so back then, a lot of the more like prestigious, kind of like the wealthier people in society were kind of wearing it. It became like a status symbol. And then uh, later on, as the shoe got more popular, we saw the mid version come out. We saw the low version come out in the 90s. And, uh, and then kind of the popularity of the shoe kind of just, I don't know, fizzled out, kind of died out. Not We didn't hear a whole lot from the forms. Of course, they were still releasing, but they weren't really that popular throughout the 90s and the early 2000s. And then in the, in the early 2000s, and the mid 2000s, there were some kind of uh, pretty hype collabs to drop with the forum. The first of which was with Jeremy Scott. It was called uh, the Adidas Forum Money. And oh, basically, yeah. yeah, basically, if you guys just look this up, um, it's literally an Adidas forum with like money print all over it. Uh, and there were only 100 pairs made, and they were at the time this was before sneaker reselling was even a thing. Uh, at the time, they were reselling for over seven uh, thousand in dollars in 2002. So, so that kind of like brought some hype back into the model. Um, there weren't many other collabs, or pretty much for the rest of the 2000s and 2010 and later, we didn't hear much about the silhouette, but it seems like this year. 2021 this silhouette seems to be the primary focus from adidas besides of course easy brand the f- from the main classics line it seems like the forum is really the model that adidas is putting a lot of emphasis on we've seen so many like super hype collabs already the first of which was with bad bunny which um twice as
1: well with him yeah
0: two collabs with him and both of them reselling for ridiculous absolutely ridiculous amounts of money especially in latin america they're going for absurd prices. Uh, we also saw, excuse me, we also saw a collab with the uh, with Beyonce, um, which was interesting. And there's supposed to be, um, I, 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 there's supposed to be more, a lot more collabs coming up this definitely. year.
1: Definitely, I mean, it's it, the forum is like definitely one of their big focuses. They've done um, a bunch of like friends and family releases with retailers such as Sivas Descalzo, Beeston, and. Um, I forget who else, but uh, the, the forum, both high and low, uh, are going to be a big, big focus. I don't know why now, like why in 2021, because it's it's like a weird anniversary, but um, they're definitely, I mean, they're definitely pushing it really hard.
0: Bodega also had a collab, True, uh, yeah. a friends and family collab. What I have noticed, and this is kind of becoming a trend, uh, at least in my uh, Instagram algorithm, is I'm seeing a lot of pictures of people buying either the highs or the lows and actually cutting off the strap, Yeah, Um, which, at least in my opinion, I think it looks way better without the strap especially the low tops, the low tops, I think looks so much better without the strap.
1: It's um, weird. Why, why, like, why would you have a strap on a low top? You know what? I get it on the yeah. high top because even the air force one high top has a strap in the mid, right. But the low doesn't. And I, uh, like everyone I talk to says that like, it's actually a, like, or it is a cool sneaker, but it might in, in terms of the low top, it has like a little bit too much going on. And if you take the strap off, it makes it even better in my opinion
0: yeah for sure no the, the strap is completely unnecessary and i think it was yeah. <laughs> i think they kind of, that's a bit of a misstep i think from adidas to include the strap because yeah it, it, it's, it's a much better shoe without the strap i agree but um but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much the history that i could find about the adidas form and uh it's I, interesting yeah they definitely just pretty the,
1: interesting. the 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 80s you were talking about like the the dillinger webbing or whatever mm-hmm. that was um it's funny because, or like, you know, that it, it, it absorbed like 10% of the shock and all this stuff that was probably like 99% bullshit, like yeah, marketing stuff back then. Right. Because like how it was like webbing as, absorbs uh, shock. But um, it's funny because the, the eighties were like a boom in technology, you know, like uh, in, in sneakers, at least like you look at the seventies and the sixties and you had like really, really basic shoes. You had like chucks and, and, you know, people were playing basketball in chucks and then, you know, along came Nike with the Air Force line, and then you have, uh, you know, the Forum. So I think the the Forum really came at like a pivotal moment in kind of basketball sneaker technology, where like everyone was like really, really like all brands were like trying to push as much technology into shoes as possible. And I think the guy that you mentioned who designed the shoe, if I remember correctly, he's also one of the guys that was in charge of the Adidas ZX line. Yeah, and he developed he, he he developed the torsion bar, right? But for the shoes i don't know if the forum already had the torsion bar or, or if that i think it came later in the late 80s but um i mean it just you know it, it speaks volumes that such like a legendary adidas designer had his hand in uh in that shoe you know and, and i think that's why it's kind of lasted the test of time and is, is popular again today obviously because adidas is pushing it there's marketing but people wouldn't buy it if they didn't like it right
0: yeah, I think I think they that they decided to release it this year. I think the timing was good because I think retro like '80s types of sneakers are kind of really back in again. You know, like Nike started bringing back like the the waffles and the mm-hmm. LDVs. Uh, you know, like um, I think I think there's there's just like a appetite right now for those type of retro models. So I think yeah. I think it was good timing. Clearly, I mean, it's proving to be quite popular. Even GR colorways are selling out everywhere.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the, I think the colorways they've done are pretty good too. Like the, the the all white or like cream white ones that you have are pretty tasteful. And then I, I really like the white and green and the white and blue. They're just like these kind of old school, very simple like college colorways. And and I think those com- combine really well with like what people are wearing at the moment as well. So yeah, for I, sure. Yeah. Um, cool. So then uh, that was the uh, Adidas Forum um let's move to the Stan Smith i guess uh, and this one is i would say probably one of adidas's best selling sneakers of all time um the funny thing is though and uh i'm going to butcher this name as well because it's french uh um the shoe was not always called Stan Smith uh, it was originally called the Robert Hayle um which was a french Yeah, it's H-A-I-L-L-E-T. Anyway, he was a French tennis professional back in the, uh, you know, 60s, 70s, and um, the Stan Smith back then called Robert Haile was one of the first, or I think the first leather tennis shoe. Back then, uh, tennis shoes were all canvas or, you know, other materials that weren't as durable, and people found that tennis shoes, because of the you know the rough clay surface or the hard court, they were being worn out way too quickly. And so the son of the actual original Adidas founder, so the original Adidas founder, is Adidasler, which mm. is where Adidas comes from, uh, his son Horst, which is one of the most German names ever, um, like like super German. Um, he it was his idea basically to launch a, a leather tennis shoe. And um, he wanted one that was, you know, sturdy and lasted longer. And uh, so he basically developed the Stan Smith, uh, aka the Robert Haye. It came out in the uh, 60s and 70s. And I think it was in 670. No, I think it was like 60, oh, I'm gonna, 66, 67 that it came out. And back when it came out, Um, a bunch of like tennis professionals all agreed that the Stan Smith was the best shoe on the market at the time. You know, the leather was way sturdier than anything out there. And this was the seventies where, you know, like I said, it was before the boom in technology in the eighties. So the shoe was a lot simpler, but just that simple change in material made it so much better on the court. And, um, Robert Haye was chosen as, as the ambassador for the shoes. So it, you know, got his name because that's what um, Adidas did back then. They had Rod Laver. Um, they had a bunch of other players under contracting. Each one had a shoe and it was named after them, you know, obviously just like the Air Jordan. Um, and the problem there was though, that he retired in 1971. And in 1968 was when pro tennis really started taking off, you know, the, the F- Wimbledon French open, Australian open, U S open, they were all, like the open era started those four big tournaments in 68 and he retired only three years later. So basically Adidas had this great shoe, which was the best shoe on the market, but the guy whose name was on the shoe wasn't playing anymore in the early seventies. So uh, they needed a new active player to endorse the model. And uh, Stan Smith was an up and coming American tennis player at the time. He wasn't, you know, best in the world yet, but he's winning some tournaments. He's winning some big games. He was a big guy. He's six foot four or was back then. And um, his agent actually suggested to Adidas like, Hey, what about Stan Smith? He could uh, endorse the shoe. Right. So, um, you know, he was, he was the next big thing. And and for Adidas, it was a way to get into the American tennis market as well, by getting a big uh, up and coming uh, American athlete. So they signed a deal with Stan Smith and what he liked about the deal or what, what made him sign with Adidas was the fact that he got an individual endorsement contract and uh, basically securing the bag. They gave him a great contract, which made him one of their premier athletes. Um, And so He played in it from, I guess, it was like early 70s, like 72, 73, something like that, until 78. And by then, you know, Robert Haye had been uh, retired for seven years. So Adidas decided to change the name to the Stan Smith. And that was when his career was also really taking off. He started winning tournaments, was number one in the world. Um, And so with his popularity and his standing in the game, the Stan Smith, now named after him, really took off. Um, but then what happened shortly after that was that, uh, like I said, performance was, uh, on a whole nother level in the eighties. So the Stan Smith wasn't as popular on the court anymore, but because of Stan Smith, the player being this, you know, bigger than life guy, like huge, he filled rooms and, and he was really good at tennis. People started wearing the Stan Smith as a, uh, fashion shoe, right? It was very simple, um, It was very fashionable. You could wear it with anything classic white leather with, you know, green colorway, red colorway, blue colorway. It was just like touches on the, on the, on the Mm -hmm. heel. So, um, yeah, basically Stan Smith made it big in the seventies, early eighties, and then it kind of became more of this kind of easy lifestyle shoe. Um, and apparently according to figures that I found, um, 22 million pairs had been sold in 1988 which is a crazy amount for back That's then, That's insane right? amount. For like one shoe. That's crazy, uh, and, actually. Right? Like 22 million pairs of one shoe. And then in 1994, that figure was around 23.7 million. So they had sold around 1.7 million shoes from 88 to 94. Um, which, you know, if you're comparing it to today's world is, is nuts because they produced a lot less. There were a lot less mm-hmm. customers out there, a lot less sneakerheads. Um, and then, you know, in the early 90s, early 2000s, uh, it kind of, disappeared a little bit. It just kind of became a shoe that, you know, everybody kind of wore because it was so simple and so casually fashionable, I guess. Um, but then in the 2010s, the shoe started becoming a lot more popular. J. Crew started stocking it. Um, Phoebe Philo from Celine was wearing it on her runway shows. Um, but the problem was that as the fashion crowd was embracing the shoe, Adidas found that obviously because it was already a pretty um, basic and like highly produced shoe, it was found on sale sections in clearance racks, that kind of stuff. And so Adidas made the bold choice in, I think it was like 2012 or 2013 to stop selling the Stan Smith. They stopped all production of the shoe. They pulled it from stores and they're like, you know what? We need to like create scarcity and create a need for the shoe. So this goes back to like the whole feeding the hype machine, right? And, uh, all of a sudden a shoe that was super widely available wasn't anymore. Right. And that was all part of the plan. You know, the, 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 plan was to re-release the shoe a few years later with a big bang and the Stan Smith was reintroduced in 2014 and you had celebrities like Pharrell, you know, get these big seating packages with personalized Stan Smiths. Um, and, uh, it, it saw a shift in the strategy where the Stan Smith wasn't sold in just footlockers anymore, but it was sold in. Sneaker boutiques. It was sold at iconic stores such as Colette, but still with that sub $100 price tag. So it was affordable, but you could mm-hmm. find it in cool stores alongside cool brands, alongside cool um, pieces of clothing, whatever. Um, and then, you know, slowly the collaborations came, as you said as well, with the forum in the 2000s. You had, you know, Raph Simmons being the most notable one. Raph had his own, uh, like Stan Smith with the R, the perforated oh, yeah. R on the side. Uh, y three also had its own version, um, and then obviously you know they they started putting boost in the sole. They put prime it on the upper. Uh, this was around the time where boost was put into every single shoe. I don't know if you remember that. Like yeah, I remember. I remember. You, you you couldn't buy a shoe without boost, or like you you could get like a superstar, and then you could yeah. get a superstar boost version or a Stan Smith boost version. Um, and yeah, and so so that kind of pushed them back into the limelight, and it was a really concerted push. And um, by 2014, nearly 40 million pairs of the Stan Smith had been sold, which is insane. In one one, year? No, no, no. By 2014. So like in 88, in 88, it was around 22 million pairs. And then in 2014 it was uh, 40 million pairs. Okay. And then in 2016, apparently that figure was 50 million. So they sold 10 million over two years, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then, you know, today you can pick up a Stan Smith wherever um, and it's still in stores. You can buy it at high-end kind of boutiques. You can buy it in sneaker um, specialty stores. You can buy it at Foot Locker. Um, and it's all because they made the decision to pull the stock, create like fake hype for it, and then uh, re-release it around five, six years ago. Um, and yeah, and that's that's what makes the Stan Smith an icon, I guess, because it's been around for like 50, 60 years, and it's still really popular.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's actually, it's. I had no idea it was from the 60s. Like that's that's actually insane. And, and you know what, it's good that they decided to switch the name because... Uh, like i don't think pharrell would have been too happy you know to get a pair of like robert high lays or whatever they were called Dude, you like,
1: you can pronounce it better than me man like, i i should have like listened to like some some sort of you know like how you can like sometimes make the computer say the word you yeah, should yeah. have like i should have like done that because i'm butchering it but yeah i definitely and also like why would why would you name a shoe after a guy after he's retired you know I, like they should have just switched it to stan smith straight away but They made the right call in the end and uh, Stan Smith is forever an icon. I think there was actually um, a few years ago, like Rizzoli released a book that was called um, people think I'm a shoe. And it was a a book about Stan Smith and people like Uh, Stan Smith would like Stan Smith was like, the shoe is more famous than I am. Like that's, that's how big the Stan Smith got that people, when you say Stan Smith, people think of the shoe. They don't think of the tennis player, even though he was super successful in the sixties and seventies.
0: Yeah, it is it is sorry. It, it is true though. Like I I don't know anything about Stan Smith the uh, the player. Um and it's it's interesting that they decided if they switched the name once, you know, like I would think they would maybe switch it again like since, you know, he used to play in the 60s or 70s and it doesn't really, you know, ring any bells with the younger audiences right now. So, uh, but they decided to keep the name.
1: Yeah, I think it was a good call as well because you know, it got phased out in the eighties anyway, because more like technologically advanced shoes came onto the market, but um, yeah, it would have been weird to like continue if nobody was wearing it. Um, And yeah, in the end, I think a very, very solid shoe. Um, I, you know, you you can't really say anything about like a, this is why, why classics are classics, right? Because a lot of them are kind of like white leather shoes that look good with everything you know what i mean like the forum looks good with any type of pants you wear right unless you're wearing yeah, like Spandex yeah true, or something like true.
0: that that, that is very also
1: true, the, the air force one uh what else like the any reebok classic doesn't matter what pants you wear what shorts whatever they always look good in my opinion
0: yeah definitely stan smiths yeah it's it's one of those man you just can't go wrong with those
1: so yeah, and that's uh yeah that's uh, the Stan Smith and the the form story. So uh I yeah, thank can... you,
0: thank you guys for uh, for uh, you know listening to that and and give us some feedback maybe on what other types of shoes you would like to see, um, and what other models specifically you want us to kind of deep dive into. Uh, we'd be glad to look into it. Uh, this first episode was definitely dedicated to Adidas. Um, yeah let so, us yeah. know
1: what brand as well next time like uh, i think up in the air is a6 new balance nike obviously reebok, reebok. puma um, P- puma maybe at some point
0: yeah definitely uh well so that's a, that's about it for the segment uh let's move on to the last bit of every pod that we do which is upcoming drops over the next two weeks uh i have a couple for the next two weeks so um, there is on May the eighth. There's going to be this uh, uh, SB Dunk Low dropping the Sting Water Nike mm. SB Dunk Low, which uh, and it's it, this shoe is being called the Magic Mushrooms, uh, yeah. and and it's the the mushroom inspiration is heavy on this shoe. I mean, it's 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 got the colors of a mushroom. It has a picture of mushrooms on the tongue. Also, the tongue has a secret stash pocket where. supposed to actually stash your mushrooms (laughs) according to
1: it's the lining is also inspired by mushrooms right like the the inside of the shoe yeah the inside Um, of
0: the shoe as well uh yeah definitely and and the the uh, there's a bunch of like weird like uh, writing and text all over the shoe which sounds like you know stoner speak so to so, so to speak um but it's it's I don't know if I would wear this shoe. It looks, it's definitely like exactly what Nike SB dunks are all about though. Like they'll, they'll take a concept and they'll just go absolutely crazy with it. Uh, Kind of like what they did here. Um, Yeah. So, so that one looking to drop on May the 8th. Uh, And then we also have, well, another, actually another dunk. This is on May the 15th. This is the, another SB dunk, actually the TV signal. Uh, which I think is a super interesting shoe. So, um, is that a high top or low? It's a high top. So, Ah, yeah. yeah. so like, I don't know if you remember, but like you, you remember back in the day, like when you used to, you know, flip through the channels and sometimes like you, you can't find a channel. All you see is these like colors on the screen and like that sound like the, yeah, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of exactly what this shoe is inspired by. So it has like those same colors, um, like all over the shoe, pretty much, and like, um, it's kind of keeping with their theme of uh, SP's theme recently, which is like to be inspired by these old devices because they recently also came out with the Dunk SB camcorder, which is oh, inspired yeah. by like a old school video camera, um, and same now with like an old school TV. So yeah, so that's another pretty interesting shoe. So once again, the the Dunks don't stop. The Dunks are coming in hot and heavy over the next couple of weeks too
1: yeah so actually um i just saw that the magic mushroom it drops on the eighth in europe but the 10th in the u.s okay uh for some reason so like if you're depending on where you are if you're looking to pick it up just note down those dates um yeah i guess do you have any others or is it just those two uh
0: over the next two weeks oh there's also the jordan one shadow 2.0 which yeah. is interesting um i'm a huge fan of the jordan one shadows i would say it, like it's potentially the most wearable jordan one colorway there is like you can literally 100 percent, you can you can wear it with anything absolutely anything and and it's probably the most beater jordan one you can probably wear you know um. The and and now they're making a 2.0 version, which kind of looks like a reverse shadow. Really, like the gray is they on just the. flipped it.
1: Yeah. Pretty
0: much. It's a pretty much a flip. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I I like the colorway. It's it's not bad. I I definitely don't think it compares with the OGs though. Um. But it's like it's nice. It's 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 a pretty wearable Jordan one. Uh. I'm kind of like fatigued with Jordan one colorways to be honest at this point. So it's kind of a pass for me. But it's uh it's a nice colorway.
1: For sure. I think a lot of people will appreciate it just because, like you said, it's super, super wearable, super easy to style with things. And, you know, you can't really go wrong with a black and gray shoe. Yeah. Yeah, no, for my end, I, I have a couple. Actually, I just saw that the uh, Air Jordan 1 KO Chicago is coming out on May 12th as well, in the U.S. at least. <sighs> yeah. um, what do which, you
0: think about that one?
1: Hmm, I mean, I think it. I'm not a huge fan fan of it just because I think it looks weird in, in Canvas, but I, I like the story behind it, which is that you know it was one of the original shoes or like I think it originally released, I think also in '85. Um, and nobody really knows what KO stands for. Some people think that it stands for knockout. Um nobody really knows for sure. So I think like the mystery around that is pretty cool. Um it's a Chicago colorway, pretty classic. Can't really go wrong with that either. Um, But yeah, you kind of have to be aware that it is a little bit different than the normal leather Air Jordan ones. It's got like no heel panel on the back. So it looks a little different too. I don't know. It's not a must for me. What about you?
0: No, I, I don't like the shoe at all, man. I think, I think if if you, if you like Jordan ones, you see this and you're just like, man, like why are there so many different variations of Jordan ones? like you know the, the like Jordan Brand has done this before they dropped i think they were called the rebels which mm-hmm. was it which had like laces that kind of um you know went down and then around the shoe
1: oh those were the women's ones right
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like oh man that was so weird they, i've also saw i also saw some Jordan ones that had like a zipper instead of laces
1: oh yeah um, yeah yeah
0: there's just so many variations and and um i understand i appreciate the whole history though about the shoe uh so it's interesting for like the collectors uh, but yeah, the, the, like big pass for me. I, I typically really don't even like shoes that have canvas material because it tends to get dirty really quickly. And it um,
1: creases weird too. Like, yeah, it creases weird
0: too. So uh, uh, this one is like the easy pass.
1: Hmm. No, yeah. So I just saw that one. But um, my two that I'm really looking forward to is the Reebok Cotweiler Zig 3D Storm Hydro. Um, If you guys remember, right, like the the all black. When I saw the Zig three D Storm Hydro in all black, I, I immediately dubbed it, you know, the shoe of the year for me already. Oh,
0: but it, it's it's out already in Europe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the all black one is, and then this one is a, a collaboration with Cottweiler, which is a brand that Reebok has done some fashion collaborations with in the past, and they have this really nice colorway. It's um, it's this kind of like gray brown with like a white base and yellow accents and orange a little bit. Um, just really, really nice. Uh, like, first of all, the shoe is amazing. And second of all, the, the colorway on it is just like really fresh and like a little lighter than the all black. Cause I find all black shoes really hard to, to wear just cause I feel like the details get lost a little bit. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. This one drops in 10 days. So on the 14th, I think of May, I'm, uh, I'm actually
0: seeing may the 7th on on at least on soul it re- it's releasing may the 7th oh, this is, but this is it's
1: annoying thing because sneakers and stuff has it in for 10 days from now oh, um, Okay, but yeah oh wow knows. this colorway it's, is
0: super nice right right yeah that's that that's oh dope. wow man this is a great great colorway yeah like you guys should check it out kottweiler reebok zig 3d storm reebok yeah. boys in the house
1: it's dropping in two colorways. There's a darker one and a lighter one. Both of them are really nice. I prefer the lighter one personally. Um, And then the other shoe that I'm looking forward to just from a, you know, like spectator uh, point of view is the, and I know, you know, like you're going to make fun of me, but I know I say dunks are dead, but this one is, have you seen the lemon dunk, like the lemon dunk low?
0: Citrus, citrus, oh, lemon. I think they call the citrus, right? Or
1: yeah, or like lemon drop or something like that. Oh yeah, um, right, the lemon drop. You're they've right. They've got like right. this little lemon on the on yeah, the heel, yeah. and they've got this. Uh, it's like a white leather base, which looks really nice, like a pebbled leather. And then they've got this, um, like oh, almost like brown beige kind of paneling with a lime or a lemon yellow swoosh, and then a lemon embroidered on the heel. Yeah, I can see it. a really, really nice shoe. So um, those are the two that I'm looking forward to most in the next one to two weeks. Um, is is and- the
0: lemon drop actually releasing in the next two weeks? Oh, right. You're right. May the 14th. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow,
0: man. This shoe, this shoe is really, really nice, man. Actually, this, this color is very similar to the, the Reebok one we were just yeah. looking at
1: exactly so I think maybe that's why I like you them. have One a is, uh, I have I have a lemon I'm I'm a big fan of lemons uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah these are both dropping within the next two weeks at you know your your local retailers and um, obviously online uh, and I might have to break my dunk hiatus on these lemon drops for sure Well,
0: hopefully you can I, I i'll try to since you really want them man i'll try to enter raffles in your size see if i can copy copy for you for retail oh,
1: that that'd be sick yeah that'd be really cool let's do yeah, it man yeah homies. man homies help homies support. Uh, yeah
0: dude if there's a shoe you want like I'll, I'll definitely try to get it for you in your size
1: nice with your 15 devices <laughs>
0: yeah man i got lots <laughs> i got lots of <laughs> devices actually you know what man we should leave this conversation for another another pod but like i've started to look into raffle bots
1: oh okay. yeah no, yeah this, we, we could talk about how they work and, and that kind of stuff uh in another episode we don't want to give away all our secrets no no, no
0: but like to to be continued definitely the raffle uh jd tries raffle bots
1: <laughs> we just do like an investigative uh, episode or something like that
0: yeah, yeah yeah right right but yeah all right but- yeah
1: i mean that's it from from my end i don't know if you have anything else
0: no that's that's it for for this episode thank you guys man so much um look for it uh look for it on once again um you you already know where it is wherever your uh, uh podcasts are available uh, make sure you just share it with anyone uh who uh, you think will be into this type of content into sneaker content make sure you just share with them it really helps us out and of course give us a review on apple music that would be really really beneficial so yeah thank you guys thank you guys once again and uh yeah we'll see you next time peace